0: Okay. We are live, live, live. What's up? Billy Carson here. Forbidden knowledge. Let's see. One of these accounts is having a little problem connecting. Okay. Live on multiple platforms tonight. I literally just hop off of, off of a flight and ran straight to my computer so I could get online with you guys. I would have been here right at right on time, but Unfortunately, I had a flight delay earlier today, <clears throat> and that flight delay turned into a cancel flight, which I had to hop on another flight. Then I had to fly to a different airport, and, and it got, got me all in the mix. But I'm here. I made it. I made it. So what's up there, everybody in the chat? Thanks for tuning in. All right. I see some people here. Omega Red, Cryptician Ghost, Anita, Kelly X, what's happening? All right. I see you guys filling up the chat on several different platforms raw we're on several several facebook accounts right now zion humblest humblest woman coastal designer um we're on youtube one two three four facebook accounts we're on billy c carson verified facebook account forbidden knowledge verified facebook account forbidden mystery school facebook account Um uh, we're also on Anunnaki history, Facebook page, and we are on, uh, coach Carson, Twitter verified account and also the verified Twitter account, forbidden knowledge. <clears throat> so we're everywhere guys. I'm everywhere. All right. So today, I mean, obviously you saw the title to the show talking about the black Kings and Queens of ancient Egypt. <clears throat> As I came up with the idea for the show. And the need to talk about this topic, I realized it was so much deeper than just one uh, YouTube video. This is like a lot of information. There's no way to cover it all in one day because Egypt's history is so vast. It it, it covers millennia, not one millennia, not two millennia, millennia plural. And so we're talking about eons, eons of culture ruling in a region uh, of the planet and even taking over. Uh, The majority are spreading out over the majority of the planet. Uh, So it's a it's a very, very long story. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with one section of the story, which still goes back about 3000 years from today and start from there and talk about this one special family line. Then I believe I'm going to come back and do a part two where I'm going to go into several other Kings uh that started off in the new dynasty. But right now I'm gonna go old dynasty. And I think I'm even gonna do one which is gonna be on my TV show, which is gonna take us even further back than that. Okay, going all the way back to Osiris. <clears throat> so it's gonna be pretty interesting. Um I have a little PowerPoint presentation ready for you guys today. So we're gonna do a little PowerPoint. Uh I want to have a little way to keep myself focused and guided on what I wanted to do, and also I wanted to be able to show you guys some images as well. Okay, so that you can see, uh, you know, some of these people's uh, likenesses, whether it's a statue, a bust, um, in some cases a torso of a statue like of Nefertiti, uh, and even some depictions. Okay, so pretty interesting to see that. And um, before we get started, don't forget, guys, everyone needs to click that like button, click the like button button, and share this video. Uh, if you don't have the bell on, make sure you put the bell and also, if you want to get notifications from me by text when I go live on YouTube and other other accounts, just text me. That way I, you can be on my text message list because we all know, for whatever reason, these platforms don't send out all the messages. OK, they just don't do it. So nine, five, four, two, four, five, zero, zero, eight, six. You can text me. Uh, text hashtag live. L.I.V.E. I'm going to drop it in the chat right now. Text hashtag live to nine five four two four five zero zero eight six. That will put you in my live, uh, you know, community for my text messages. And I'll be able to just send that text to everyone who wants to see me when I go live. And then you'll know. Here's the link. You click on it right from your from your phone or your mobile device and it comes right to the live. All right. That way you can be involved and you'll get you'll get my notifications because for whatever reason. They just don't go, they just don't all go out. Um, also, if you didn't know, we had a video that I did with 19 Keys. Uh, 19 Keys has a podcast called uh, High Level Conversations. It's on the Earn Your Leisure YouTube account. Earn your leisure. It's like the largest financial literacy account online right now. They're pretty big. They've been they've really they've already blown up. They're, they're phenomenal. Uh, And so Earn Your Leisure has its own podcast platform, kind of like I do. They have their own podcasters on their network. 19 Keys is one of them. And his podcast is called High Level Conversations. And about uh, 14 days ago now, uh, I interviewed with him and he released that on uh, on the Earn Your Leisure podcast network. And that's a financial network. Now, what's interesting is I went there prepared with my financial book. I went there with my woke don't mean broke book, right? Woke doesn't mean broke. And I'm all, you know, on the plane. I'm going over some of my topics and so forth. And I'm ready to answer anything he throws at me dealing with financial literacy. And we sit down, (laughs) I get mic'd up and he starts asking me about ancient Egypt, uh, ancient Sumeria, esoteric wisdom, mystery school teachings, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, you know, sacred geometry, aliens, UFOs. (laughs) We never talked about financial literacy. And I remember I was going, man, I wonder if that platform is going to like this kind of information because this is totally like to the left of what they're used to seeing on this platform. And long story short, that's the number one video in terms of views on the entire Earn Your Leisure platform right now with 1.3 million views. In just a couple of weeks, it's the number one viewed video on the entire platform. And that's a financial literacy platform. And the reason why I bring this up is because not because I'm bragging. Um, Of course, I'm happy uh, that it did that well, but it's because that platform is 90 percent black people. It's a global platform, but it's 90 percent black. And what that tells me is there's a real shift in consciousness happening in the black community. Whereas that would have never happened five years ago. If that was a financial YouTube account five years ago and my video dropped on that network, it would have been scrutinized. It would have been scoffed. It would have been, uh, you know, begged to be deleted and everything else. But this era and this moment in this time was the right time. People want the knowledge. They want the knowledge. They're getting away from all this religious stuff. They're starting to break away. They're starting to realize, let me ask more questions. Let me, let me hypothesize for myself. Let me think, let me think about through these things logically. Because some of this stuff I've been brought into just doesn't make any sense. And when they hear some of this alternative information backed by science, that's the way I bring it, they then have to go, wow, let me sit back. Well, I need to dig into this stuff. It becomes very interesting, it becomes a very interesting conversation, very interesting topics. And it makes for uh, one to ponder thought. OK. And so right now it just happened to be the right time in the right place. And that video went uber viral. It's probably the most viral video that I've ever been involved in with one point uh, three million. It's actually at one point three million three hundred thirty thousand or some crazy number like that already. Forty two thousand likes and almost seventy three hundred comments, I believe, the last time I checked. And people are having great communications and great conversations in that comment box underneath the, uh, the caption, underneath the video, uh, which is pretty interesting. So the, the, the conversation is still going weeks later <laughs> in the comments. Uh, pretty interesting. And the shares are just through the roof. So uh, hats out. Shout out to 19 Keys for giving me an opportunity to speak on this platform and on the Earn Your Leisure platform. Shout out to Rashad. Uh, and troy mills uh so i appreciate the opportunity guys thank you for letting me get on there and bring what i you know the piece of the puzzle that i'm best at which is bringing this type of information and knowledge to the world all right so just it was amazing it was amazing all right so now let me uh let me go here i'm going to start this powerpoint presentation so we can get get this thing cranking guys all right Let's see. Who's this here? Polka Jones. Thank you, brother, for adding my TV show to your network. This is us. To to us, this is a dream come true. Y'all make sure you check out my TV show, Soul and Blues Live on Forbidden Knowledge TV. All right. Shout out to Polka Jones. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for being on the network. Obviously, he went through the, the process. He went through the content. If you have anything that's worthwhile putting up on the network, send an email to content at ForbiddenKnowledge.com Content at ForbiddenKnowledge.com And uh, it'll be reviewed by our team And if they deem it worthy It'll go up on the network, alright? <clears throat> Great exposure for you, so hey, thanks a lot Shout out to Poker Alright, let me get um, Let me go ahead and get this PowerPoint started So we can get into this I'm going to share my screen <clears throat> And uh, We get this thing started now Let me just make sure I got the right PowerPoint here. Yeah, this is it. And let's go ahead and make this full screen. All right. I'm going to get my shameless plugs out of the way in the beginning. (laughs) Because that's what you're supposed to do. Anyway, this is my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. It is a bestseller now for three years in a row. It's a bestseller in four, five countries. This one is in five countries. The other books in four, in five countries, all right? Uh, so this QR code, you scan it, it'll take you right to where you can buy the book. That's the Compendium of the Emerald Tablets, A beginner, Beginner's Guide by Billy Carson. And uh, this book, I mean, don't listen to me. Just go to look at the Amazon reviews and read them. Then you'll understand why, It's a bestseller. It's a five-star book with thousands of reviews. You can't just do that on Amazon unless you have something really good. It's almost impossible to get five stars and you can't fake Amazon. That's what I love about it. You can't fake the reviews on Amazon. So it's all real. It's all organic. Woke doesn't mean broke. It's another bestseller now one year uh, in four countries. Okay. So if you want to learn financial literacy, this book is 688 pages. It's a tome of information. It's not just. A little tiny, thin book. The book is massive and it's got a reference guide in the back. So you go to the reference section. You want to learn about eliminate student loans. You want to learn about building your credit. You want to learn about financial, uh, uh, you know, spiritual finance and spirituality mixed together. You want to learn about uh, how to invest in the stock market and uh, options. You want to learn about what types of life insurance policies to get and why. You want to learn about all these different topics anything you can think of dealing with in financial literacy. It's in the book. You go to the reference section in the back, find what you want to learn about, and go right to that section and then study that. Okay. Kind of like how I have my my law book here. My law books have the same exact setup, which by the way, I'm I'm waiting for my results now from my bar exam. And uh, if you want to try Forbidden Knowledge TV, okay, you can use this QR code here or go to 4BK for bk.tv and get a free trial or scan this qr code you can also go on apple tv roku amazon fire tv the ios app store for apple devices and google play for android devices and you can also sign up with th- th- through there for a free three-day trial to forbidden knowledge tv this is our social media app unite the 99 okay it's a free social media app And you can scan this QR code or go to Unite the 99 on your app store and get the app. Unite the 99 on your app store. Get the free social media app. We're in there posting like crazy. There's thousands of us in there posting great content every single day. And uh, what's great about it is there's a premium section in there. You go to the premium section in the app and there's a dating group in the premium section called Date Conscious. It's for conscious dating. So if you're looking to meet somebody that's on the same frequency as you. That thats wants to talk about esoteric wisdom, meditation, chakras, yoga, UFOs, aliens, ancient civilizations, the land of Kemet. Whatever you want to learn and talk about together, you can go in there and make friends with somebody who's who's gonna be able to to, to uh, talk to you about that stuff. Forbidden Knowledge is raising money still through shares. So you can own shares of Forbidden Knowledge. You can earn while you learn. Uh, this is uh we're in a Reg CF which is coming to an end very, very soon. You can become a shareholder by scanning this QR code or going to forbiddenknowledge.com and clicking on invest, all right? And you can learn how you can become a shareholder in Forbidden Knowledge. We just got the approval from the attorney to make the official notice, which we were were gonna do it tomorrow on Elizabeth's show, but I give it to you here tonight as well. We are now officially making the official statement that we are going public in the first quarter of 2023. First quarter, we're going public. So all everybody who owns shares, everyone who owns shares in round one and round two, that money's rolling over into uh, the, the 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 Nasdaq when we when we go public. Great opportunity, guys. That's all I could tell you. If you don't have shares of forbidden knowledge, you need to get them ASAP. I think there's only 20 days left or 18 days left in round two. And uh, and that's it, guys. And it moves into a reggae plus, which we already have that set. Those finances set, and then from there we move into NASDAQ. It's a big move. It's a big move, and it's a great opportunity, ground floor opportunity for you to get involved with a company that's very, very doing very well and going to be very, very good. It's we're gonna be massive as we now have over six thousand shows on our TV network: documentary shows, lectures, workshops, guides, study guides, all on the TV network. And um and we're looking, based on what we have going on right now, we should be close to around ten thousand shows by this time next year, and a hundred thousand subscribers. All right. I'm doing a lot of free events this year. This is my Eventbrite page. You can see all these free events. Uh, so you definitely want to be involved in this, okay? And then to to join all these free workshops, y'all, you know, all you have to do is go to my website, Forbidden Knowledge, and go to workshops or if they're all on Eventbrite, go to Eventbrite.com and just type in Billy Carson. They'll pop up, or you can scan this QR code. It'll take you right to the, my Eventbrite page, and all of them, all of them say $0. $0.00, except for the Black Knight Satellite movie premiere. If you're going to come to the movie premiere of the Black Knight Satellite, that's going to be June the 5th. You got to fly into town. Uh, all the information is on Eventbrite. It's, at the Royal, it's in Royal Oak at the Imagine Theaters. It's a black tie affair, so make sure you dress to impress. You're going to walk the red carpet with me and take photos, shake my hand. I'll sign your books, whatever you have. I'll speak for an hour and then we're going to watch the movie that I uh, produced. It's going to be a great, great night. So looking forward to that. Okay. Now, also, we're doing giveaways. The next item I'm giving away is this Apple TV. Hopefully hopefully you guys can see it. I had it in my hand right here. 954 text giveaway text hashtag giveaway to 954-245-0086. That's hashtag giveaway to 954-245-0086. You might win a tablet, a flat screen TV, a MacBook Pro. We've given all this stuff away many times already, uh, but we're getting back into our giving mind, our giving mode. So we're going to be giving this stuff away once a month. No, no purchase necessary. Nothing to buy. No purchase necessary. Just a random person gets uh, gets pulled out of the text database and we send you a free gift. We pay for the shipping. We only ask that once you get it, you take a picture with it or at least uh, send it to us so we can uh, put it up on Forbidden Giveaways Instagram account and if you'd like to, some people would like love to have them go live with us so we can at least get their response or reaction to the gift as well, okay Alright, we're going to talk about the Black Pharaohs of Egypt tonight um, This is typically where a lot of the history seems to want to start off to talk about uh, Black Pharaohs Now what's interesting is When you go into, you know, I studied, I had to take a a class at Harvard for ancient civilizations, which I got my certificate in ancient civilizations from Harvard. And as you're going through the information, a lot of it is really starting off in the new dynasty, like the new eras, you know, 25th and up. And what's interesting is um, you only find out about the pharaohs that are Roman, Greek. They really don't dig deep into this information. And so it leaves a lot of people around the world questioning, were there ever ever any black people in the land of Egypt? Were there any any black people that even ruled over Egypt and Africa at all? Well, the answer is yes. And it's well documented. It's well known. It's well stated. It's just that, unfortunately, a lot of the information we're given in our regular classes here in America, not in other parts of the world, in America, is played with it's very curated let me put it that way. It's very curated highly curated and uh it's set up to depict uh, a mental image of uh, a particular race ruling over the land of egypt when in reality egypt was ruled over by seven different races of people over thousands of years okay it was not just only ruled by one race and then that was it I've been there many times. I'm going back again in October. Some of the people probably listening to my voice right now will be with me in October. So I'm looking forward to that. I saw a gentleman uh, the other night at the Miami Heat game. He walked down to me. I was sitting in the front row. He walked down, tapped me on the shoulder. He said, hey, Mr. Carson, I'm going to be in Egypt with you in October. So I'm looking forward to it. a lot of people are going to this trip. I think we have 70 people going with me. Uh, to, I'm going to be your, your private guide there. All right. It's sold out now, so you can't get in. But maybe in 2023, we'll do it again. All right. But this is where they kind of start off. They kind of start off here at this point, you know, the eighth century, which about 2,800 years ago, Kushite rulers were crowned as kings of Egypt, ruling a combined Nubian and Egyptian kingdom as pharaohs of Egypt in the 25th dynasty. And those Kushite kings are commonly referred to as the black pharaohs in both scholarly and publications. So you look at, uh, you know, the National Geographic, we'll name, we'll talk about this. Uh, several books that you go and study and and records that you study for courses and classes in ancient, ancient Egyptian civilizations will also talk about this. So they do mention that there were black pharaohs, uh, in Egypt. Unfortunately, they typically never make it into movies, documentaries, TV shows. They always show the Roman Greek, uh, you know, version of the pharaohs, which came much, much later. Versus the original peoples of the land of Kem, which is the real name of Egypt, the land of Kem, uh, the Kemetic people. What's interesting is the Dogon tribe. I didn't have a chance to get the images together for the Dogon tribe because of uh, rushing to get here. But the Dogon tribe is literally the first tribe to rule in the land of Kem. Uh, very, very. I'm talking about millennia. Uh, you know, tens of thousands of years ago. Which we're going back far deep antiquity uh in the emerald tablets Thoth talks about uh, a great flood that covered most of the land most of the land on earth and uh this flood had literally put people back into the stone ages and we we know this because he says that uh the people had become barbarians and had started to live back in caves so it must have been a couple of generations that had gone by when this flood had covered all the technology, all the temples were buried in mud. He's talking about now some temples starting to come up out of the mud as the waters are residing and starting to dry out. The barbarians are coming out of the cage. Just the terminology he used for them, not that they were caving, but that they had lost their high level of consciousness and their technological capabilities. And Thoth says that he's going to help. He said he tells them, I'm going to help you rebuild. I'm going to help you you know, rise back up to a high level of civilization. He didn't say, I'm going to teach you how to become a high level civilization. He said, I'm going to teach you how to get back to where you were before this global flood destroyed the planet. So we're talking about a race of people that were already high tech, that were already super advanced. Before the great flood, pre-diluvial, then post-diluvial. Right. That means after the flood, we see both the Atlantean priest king. And this is around 36,000 years ago now helping to re-kickstart civilization in the land of Kim, rebuilding, okay? Rebuilding, not building for the first time, but rebuilding and building, rebuilding with the Dogons <clears throat> in the land of Kim. And he laid out the architectural floor plan for the Great Pyramid, which is now at Giza. Uh, and so, you know, the pyramid structure at Giza is a combination of built by Kemetic people and Thoth. Thoth laid up the master architectural floor plan for the Great Pyramid. It doesn't mean he built every single pyramid. It doesn't mean he actually physically used his own hands to even build the Great Pyramid. But what it means is the architectural floor plan for that structure came from Thoth, the Atlantean priest-king. He ruled over the land of Kim for 14,000 years. One man. That's not Billy Carson saying this. That's the Egyptians saying this. And if you don't believe me take a trip to egypt and read the hieroglyphs they tell you right there that's according to the ancient egyptians that's their record not my record that's their account not my account so for people that try to scoff and say man this guy's trying to say black people didn't do i didn't say anything about black people not building pyramids what i'm telling you is is that this the egyptian people themselves the Kemetic people in the land of Ken before it was called egypt their records state that they got the floor plan and the architectural guide on how to sh- construct and build the Great Pyramid from this entity named Thoth. He's been known as several names in Africa. Thoth, Tahuti, Dahuti Jehudi, all the same person, all the same person. All right. So new archaeological discoveries have been recently proven that early Egyptian lineages origins flow from Ethiopia. It's also known as grandmother so when you see that term grandmother in some of these ancient texts they're talking about ethiopia to nubia which is now called mother well back then we used to call it mother so in some of the african texts they refer to ethiopia as grandmother and nubia which is a newer uh well, no, still ancient but now at that time newer it was called mother mother to kemet okay because out of nubia then came uh kemet the people of kemet came out of nubia okay these are all black people. These are all black people. The Sumerian tablets refer to these people as the black-faced people. In the Sumerian cuneiform, Akkadian, and Babylonian tablets, which even predate a lot of the records that we have on file right now, including a lot of the African and Egyptian records, uh, it states that these people were the black-faced people. Uh, these recent discoveries negate current Egyptology academics who insist that all great civilizations originated in Egypt and Mesopotamia. However, New DNA, archaeology and anthropology studies conclude that these were not the first great civilization and that Egypt's roots of origin flow undeniably back to ancient African. Okay, back to ancient African. This is now being taught in mainstream uh, anthropology and archaeology. It's finally coming to the top, to the surface. The cream is rising to the top. Uh, You know, so a lot of this information, unfortunately, you still have to look at, you know, books from other countries. You have to really get books from authors that have that are that are, you know, have uh, that are are masters in anthropology, uh, doctors in in different sciences and archaeology and so forth that have pulled together the data points and put them into books so that we can actually learn this information. It's slowly creeping into universities now okay, and becoming part of the mainstream concept. But these are the facts. The facts are that the origins of the comedic people. Are black people okay? And this is uh, it's, it's a well known fact. Let's start off with. I'm gonna start today with I'm gonna talk about uh, the bloodline of uh, King Tut, King common right? common And let's start off with Thutmose IV, which would have been his great grandfather, that would have been his great grandfather, Thutmose IV, okay. Thutmose IV was the eighth pharaoh of the 18th dynasty of Egypt, who ruled in approximately the 14th century B.C. And in his prenomen or royal name, this is pretty cool, Men, <laughs> Menkeperur, it's hard to pronounce his name. Menkeperur means established in forms of re. He was the son of Amenhotep II and Tia. So he was a son of Amenhotep II, who was also a black uh, pharaoh. And Tia is, or Taye is actually the way you pronounce it, Taye. And a, another, another Taye came much later, which is which is um, King Tut's grandmother, but it was spelled differently. But but Taye was not a queen. That's why they didn't name her as a queen. Taye is actually uh, was a concubine of Thutmose IV. And uh, I'm, I'm, of, I'm sorry, of Amenhotep II. So Amenhotep was black. And Taye, nobody knows her exact race. And she's never, her face has never been shown. But she was a concubine of the II. And um, she was not really his queen. You know, somebody was in his sight, his side chick, his side in peace. But gave gave birth to a son, Thutmose the Fourth, who did become a pharaoh. Okay. But this man was a black man. Now, his son, Amenhotep III, also known as Amenhotep the Magnificent or Ammonhotep the Great, was the ninth pharaoh of the 18th dynasty. According to different authors, he ruled Egypt from 1386 to 1349 B.C. or from June 1388 B.C. to December 1351 B.C. We're talking about, you know, we're, we're going back now over 3000 years ago in this range that we're in right now. We're talking about, you know, antiquity, deep antiquity. Um, after his father Thutmose IV died, so he ruled after his father died. He was his father was eighth, he became the ninth. And I mean clearly, obviously from this bust. Now these busts that I'm showing you here, by the way, this one here Thutmose IV, and this one here Ammon the, the third. These are at the Cairo Museum, and now they're at the brand new museum that's opening up because that old museum has uh, been you know, everything's been taken out and moved into a new museum, which is opening up very soon. But I've taken pictures of these with my own cameras when I went to the Cairo Museum in 2014. And so it's not a mystery to uh, the people that travel and go to these places. It's just a mystery to a lot of people in America, because unfortunately, they don't show these images on TV and in movies and documentaries. They just don't do it. Uh, You know, you always get a very skewed perception of reality when it comes to what happened in ancient Egypt and movies and, and so forth. And part of the reason is we're not writing any of those movies. We're not writing those stories. We're not acting in them because we're not casting ourselves and we're not writing them and then acting in them. And so when you let some, that's what it's called history, his story. When you let somebody else tell the story, they're always going to put their own spin on it. That's just the way life is. Right. Nothing to get mad at. It's just the way it is. If you're if you're seeing things that you finally wake up and realize, you know, uh, for example, like what we're talking about today that your race seems to have been erased or left out of a particular part of history and you wake up to this knowledge, then your job then there is not to cry and complain about it. Your job then is to uh, provide a solution or be a part of a solution, okay How do you find people that can write? Can you write stories? are you able to write uh can you write you know uh, movies? can you write a script basically can you create a script? Whether it's a screenplay, you know, a playhouse play, can you put, can you can you participate in, in the um, in the forthcoming of wisdom and knowledge pertaining to some of the truths that have been kind of eradicated from history, versus sitting around and whining and complaining about it all the time? Can you? How can you be part of the solution? That's what it. That's what it really comes down to. Right now, today, I'm part of the solution. I don't mind complaining about this stuff. I just say, okay, you know, people need to know about this. Let me let me go ahead and talk about it. You know, I'll make a I'll make a documentary about this stuff. I'll make an official TV, you know, documentary, high level quality documentary about this in the next year. Or so, getting you know, if you want to see this on on the on, on the big screen? We have there's enough people that are watching this live right now. There's only one degree of separation on this planet. One degree of separation. That means that. Uh, Because of our connectivity through the Internet, it used to be six degrees. Now it's only one degree. Somebody here knows somebody that produces movies. Somebody here knows somebody that writes scripts and screenplays. Somebody here knows somebody that is connected to production in Atlanta or Hollywood. That's the answer right there. Put action behind the thought and make something happen. And then we can get these stories out. That's how you do it. That's how we can do it. We do it by action. We do it by being. A solutions provider, and when you do it, when you think of it that way, you don't have the energy. The energy it takes to whine and complain. You put the energy towards finding solutions and providing the information to the world, and then all of a sudden, you're happy and you feel good about it, right? Let's look at this now. Amenhotep the third wife was Queen taye okay, or Tia, depending on how you want to pronounce it. But I I pronounce it Tia because I think that might be more accurate. Tia was the daughter of Yuya and Thayua who, uh, she became the great royal wife of the Egyptian pharaoh Amenhotep III. She was the mother of Akhenaten and the grandmother of Tutankhamun. Okay, so King Tut. She was King Tut's grandmother. And in 2010, DNA analysis confirmed her as the mummy known as the elder lady found in the tomb of Amenhotep II in 1898. So they confirmed the body. They found the body. They did a DNA test. And these busts of her of her two slightly different ages, but they're at the uh, museum in Egypt. You can go to the museum and you can see these with your own eyes. Now, clearly, I mean, obviously it didn't take a genius to see that they're depicting a uh, a black woman here. Now, she ruled as a queen and I heard that she was kind of a stiff ruler, uh, but she was a queen. And so this was a black queen, Queen Taye. She was King Tut's grandmother, okay? And so her husband was black, Her um, King Tut's uh, great grandfather, which was Thutmose IV, he was black. And the father before him, his great great grandfather was also black. Okay, and this isn't even the oldest bloodline to rule over the over the land. So the further back we go, which we'll go into another time, it's just going to take a long time to go over all this history. uh, But I really want to talk about this particular bloodline because they had a special situation going on took the Third and Queen Taye were the first ones to start listening to amun Ra, and amun Ra, who was known also known as Aten, the Sun God, he was he ruled the reason why they call him the Sun God or the Sun Disk is because he ruled from the sky. Now, according to the Sumerian tablets, this same person was the one interacting with these people, and he would rule from the sky in the land of Kim, and he. um he was trying to usher in monotheism. So, his commandment to the Pharaoh. See, after the Great Flood, according to the Sumerian tablets in the Sumerian Kings List, which is located in the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford, England, uh, post alluvial kinghood was then issued to uh, Pharaohs, but the Pharaohs were liaisons to these Anunnaki Atlantean people. So the Anunnaki Atlantean people were slightly above them and they would collaborate with the Pharaohs and then the Pharaohs would delegate out to the people. That's how it worked. Okay. And they were listening to and worshiping Aten or Amun-Ra. Amun-Ra declared that he there would be no other God but him. Sound like the same verse in the Bible. He was a jealous God. Sound like the same verse from the Bible. He doeth the evil and doeth the good. Just, same verse from the Bible that came from Amen Ra's mouth. That's made it into the biblical text. It's copied from ancient Egyptian texts and Babylonian texts. And um, he only wanted to be the one and true God, the one that all worshiped and everybody said, amen, when they gave thanks to him, that's where it comes from. That's where amen comes from. Amen comes from him, not to worship, not to say thank you to Jesus and say, thank you to your Lord God. And won't he do it? not. No, that's not the case. The case is, When you say amen, you're thanking one of the most brutal rulers of all time who ruled over from the sky and dominated the people on the planet. And Queen Taye and uh, and I'm going to have to I'm going to up the third. Listen to this guy. And I do mean guy because he wasn't a god and started to teach monotheism. One God religion. okay, throughout Egypt. This is long before Christianity ever existed. Right. And so they started that whole process and then they taught that to their kids. Okay? So who was their son? Pharaoh Akhenaten. So Akhenaten who is a pretty strange character because prior to Akhenaten the people looked normal. When Akhenaten was born, he looked abnormal. He didn't look like a normal typical Egyptian man. There's something interesting about him, okay? His body type was very weird and very strange, very different. His face was different. His eyes were different. His skull was elongated. He had a very long skull. He was black. He's a black man. But he just didn't have typical homo sapien, sapien features. He had some very odd features. Why? Nobody knows the answer. We don't know. We know that he became a zealot for Amun-Ra, for Aten, the sun god. He became a zealot. And he ordered everyone to start defacing all of the statues of other gods, you know, Osiris and Horus and and uh, and Thoth and anybody, you know, Seth and all these people. He wanted them all chopped, chipped away, chipped away, chip away their faces, chip away the noses, chip away the ears. And so if you go to Egypt with me, I'm going to take you to the temples and take you all around Egypt where you're going to see that the majority of these statues and structures have been chipped under the order of akhenaten pharaoh akhenaten ordered that because he was told that there would be only one god and that would be aten aka amun-ra okay aka in the sumerian and babylonian epics marduk In the jewish torah his name is marduk as well okay? same name same person <clears throat> so pretty interesting that this uh this this man here really like puts his foot down after he learns this teaching and really becomes a zealot for this religion, this one God religion, and really tries to erase all the history of, of ancient Egypt and the people of Kem. And so what happens is the, the people around him, their leaders and so forth, they're like, in generals, they're like, man, wait a minute, this guy's erasing all of our freaking history. And this guy's, this is not what we, this is not the way we've been raised for you know millennia. So, They find a way to kick him out of there. They all gang up on him. They kick him out. But before he leaves, he takes the Ark of the Covenant out of the Great Pyramid. It sits inside of a stone box inside the Great Pyramid. It's part of the power source of the Great Pyramid. He takes it with him, which makes Egypt's power source turn off. That's why the pharaoh chased after him in the chariots. He didn't cross the Red Sea. He crossed the Sea of Reeds, a much smaller, closer sea. If you read the text, if you go to the real text, Not the mistranslated Bible. You find out what really happened. And um, that's where they traced him down. Pretty interesting story. Pretty interesting. So this is the gentleman. It's really Moses. This is the Moses of the Bible. Pharaoh Akhenaten. Okay. This is him. This is his wife. Or was his wife. Nefertiti. Um, Interesting picture here. (laughs) This is her body. Okay. The head on this one is missing. But you can clearly see from the body that sister had it going on. <laughs> Man, she had it really going on. Very voluptuous. I need I say, uh, Nefertiti was a queen of the 18th dynasty of ancient Egyptian and the great royal wife of Pharaoh Akhenaten. Nefertiti and her husband were known for a religious revolution in which they worshipped solely the sun disk Aten as the only god. Okay. As the only God, one God, religion, monotheism. This is the beginning of won't he do it? This is the beginning. This is the beginning of won't he do it? Archaeologists found the statue that was later discovered to be the lower body of Queen Nefertiti. That's her lower body part. Okay. What was interesting about Queen Nefertiti, she also had one of these big, long, elongated heads as well. Pretty interesting. So you see the family bloodline here that we're talking about. We're talking about Amenhotep the uh, Third. I didn't put uh, Thutmose the Fourth up here. You see Queen Nefertiti, who is actually she is the stepmother of King Tut. She wasn't the original mother of King Tut. King Tut's original mother uh, is still a question mark. We do know that after DNA test was done, there is some European blood in King Tut, even though he was black. But that means nothing because a lot of black people lived in Europe anyway like people lived all over the entire planet. And then you see uh, Pharaoh Akhenaten. King Tut is here. This is These are all at the museum. You see him holding his staff. This is King Tut, the dark black man here, holding uh, the staff. That's King Tut. And you see his grandmother, Queen Taye. Okay, King Tut statue from the Cairo Museum, holding his staff, son of Akhenaten, stepmother Nefertiti, grandson of King of uh, Amohet III, and Queen Taye. So that's the Flemmy bloodline right there. Very interesting family, because this is the family that literally is responsible for monotheism on Earth. That's why I started with this family first, because it's just a crazy story. This family right here is the family that started monotheism, a one god religion. Prior to this, people believed in multiple gods, right? And multiple beings and entities and deities and so forth and so on. But the the religion that is taking over the majority of the planet came out of Kim, and it started right here with these people right here. This is who started it. This is the origin of it right here. Uh, why is this like that? Let me see. Got all over place. So let me go back. This is uh their daughters. Now they had six daughters. I wonder why the. The, the, it's supposed to be set up in this particular organization. But anyway, look at, the, look at the depiction of the daughters. There's six daughters of Akhenaten and Nefertiti. They all look like this. They were all bald. Then they had these gigantic skulls and it wasn't skull binding. They were born this way. There's images of them etched into stone in the glyphs with them as babies already having these huge heads. Okay. Already having them. Um, there's no way for me to move this out of the way, but there's there's five other photos behind this. All of them are just, are depictions of the different daughters, and each daughter has the same exact shaped head, very bulbous. If you look from the front view, you can see how it kind of swells up on the sides. They had more brain mass than the average human being. In some strange way, they seem to have been slightly different. Starting with Pharaoh Akhenaten and uh, and his wife nefertiti who both had elongated skulls and then looking down to their kids their daughters all having these huge elongated skulls still being black people but in some strange way not quite the same as an average person having this extra brain mass making them most likely very highly intelligent because more brain usually means more means more intelligence in most cases that's just a hypothesis. That's not a fact that I read anywhere. Just my hypothesis. Pretty interesting. I wish I could show you the other heads. here. I don't wonder why I covered it up like that. It's pretty strange. Then you have King Tut, King Tutankhamun. Okay, commonly referred to as King Tut, was an ancient Egyptian pharaoh who was the last of his royal family to rule during the end of the 18th dynasty. That's the end of the old kingdom. During the new kingdom of Egyptian history, his father, believed to be the pharaoh Akhenaten, identifies the mummy found in the tomb, KV55. This is really the end of like the old era, the end of and but right before really the new era started to really begin. This is like the end of it, actually. And um, what's interesting is this is King Tut's uh, X-ray of his skull. So you look at the X-ray of his skull and it's pretty interesting because he also had an elongated skull even though Nefertiti was not his mother. What in the world is causing their skulls to all of a sudden change to this shape without skull binding again, because we know skull binding takes uh, uh, it's done at birth that it takes a very long time. The thing about skull binding is you don't get cranial mass. You actually shrink the size of the cranium. with skull binding. We know Paraka skulls, which I have one in her house here. Uh, maybe I'll bring it down when they show you guys. I have put it online many times. They have more brain mass because the skull actually expanded. It didn't shrink. These skulls, um, King Tut, his his five sisters, uh, six sisters, I'm sorry, his stepmother and his father all had these elongated skulls. It's like they just came out of nowhere. Nobody knows how or why. Interestingly enough, DNA tests were done on King Tut's body. Part of the DNA came back as non-terrestrial. They didn't say extraterrestrial. They didn't say ET. It said non. In other words, they don't know where the DNA comes from. Part of the human DNA in King Tut is non-terrestrial. Okay. That's a scientific fact. You can't deny it. You can't hide from it. You can't run from it. It's real science. It's in the books. Interesting. Pretty interesting. And what is the correlation between these skulls, these massive skulls and monotheism? In some strange way, those two things occurred at the same time. I don't believe in those kind of coincidences. There's something going on here. Eventually I'm going to uncover it. I have my theory about it. I have my theory about it. Um, I believe that Akhenaten most likely is not the direct son of Amohetep III, but more likely could be the son of one of these Atlanteans that his mom gave birth to and was raised by the III. That's my opinion, the same Moses story situation. Because we know I know the second part of the story is the same Moses story, okay? So in the beginning story, it's most likely, in my opinion, the fact that Amohetep, I'm sorry, Akhenaten, Pharaoh Akhenaten, I'm sorry, yes, Pharaoh Akhenaten is most likely the son of Amun-Ra. That's my hypothesis. That's not written down anywhere. That's not any fact in any book. That's Billy Carson's hypothesis. And how did I come up to that conclusion? I came to that conclusion because of reading the faithfulness of Akhenaten to Amun-Ra and the fact that he he actually, in one one area, he states that that he's the son of Amun-Ra, Aten. And I'm like, wow, I think this guy really is... um. You know, and this is why there's no mother. I think that this guy is the son of uh of, of Amun Ra and was raised by Amohetop the third and Akhenaten, his grandfather and his father. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting stuff. But these people are the ones that ushered in monotheism. The same thing that has spread around the whole planet, there's only one God and all this other stuff, um, came out of here. And so when you go around Egypt with me, I'm gonna take you to places that You're going to see the faces and the noses and the ears chipped away in some of these ancient temples long before any white man ever stepped foot in those places. So what I'm telling you is I'm not saying that white people have never chipped away a nose or something, but the majority of these statues that have chipped noses and chipped faces and chipped away ears and arms and everything else. That was ordered by Pharaoh Akhenaten in ancient times, thousands and thousands of years ago before any. Uh, Europeans even had a chance to set foot in that region. That's just another actual fact that you can't deny. And so my purpose and my my goal is to spread real information, not fake information. Because I can sit up here and tell you, yeah, you know, all these faces was chipped noses was chipped off by white men. Actually, that's not the case. That's not the case. The case is Pharaoh Akhenaten ordered it to be done. The truth is the truth. You can't escape it. I'm not going to sit up here and propagate it. I'm not going to be like the people that talk about, you know, Noah's Ark and, you know, two animals went in side by side to keep propagating these fake stories all around the world. I'm not going to keep propagating a fake story. The truth is, Akhenaten ordered it to be done and he got kicked out of Egypt for this. Okay, and almost got hunted down and killed when he took the Ark of the Covenant with him, the power source of the ancient Egyptian pyramid, the Great Pyramid. But uh, look at this head. Pretty interesting. And you can see these heads if you travel with me to some of these places I go to. Some people are going to have the benefit of traveling with me to Egypt. There's a brand new museum that has not been opened yet with all this stuff in it and all these mummies in it. That is not when we get there, it still won't be open. But just for me, because fortunately, I have a lot of clout in Egypt with the tourism board and the people over there and the Egyptologists, the anthropologists. And I'm getting private access for our group and our group only. They're going to open a museum for us before it actually opens to the public. And we're going to go in and we're going to see these uh, a lot of the stuff with our own eyes. When you travel, you get to see the other side of the story. You get to learn a lot when you travel. Oh, here it goes. OK, I must have made a second slide and didn't delete the other one. So these are the sisters of King Tut. These are different girls. These are girls. These are women. OK. And you can see their heads. Very interesting. Very, very interesting, which is also why Nefertiti wore that very big crown, that thing that covered over the, the entire skull. And these girls also primarily were bald. Didn't have hair and um, and were depicted as such. And you can see how bulbous the head, how wide it gets in the back. It's not skull binding. It's, it's enlarged. Which means they had larger brains than us. These people were super highly intelligent. Yeah, these were black people. But these were highly intelligent black people. They were at another level. Their brains were massive. Massive. Okay? Um, Which is probably could uh, be one of the reasons why a lot of technology came out of the land of chem. Came out of ancient Egypt. Chemistry from the land of Chem, Chem, Chemistry, Chem, Alchemy, all right? All the sciences, sacred geometry, pi, phi, uh, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, philosophy. All this stuff comes out of the ancient land of Chem, Nubia, and these other places, Ethiopia. Grandmother, they called it. So I'm running out of a little bit of time tonight, but I'm going to come back on and do a part two. I'm going to talk about the kings of Kush. Pharaoh Kashada, OK, I'm going to talk about uh, Shabaka, uh, Tarhaka and Tentamani. All right. So those are the pharaohs I'm going to talk about next time. The next time I come back and talk about the black pharaohs of Egypt, I really wanted to spend some time on uh, on these uh, pharaohs and, and this bloodline of family, this family bloodline in particular, because they had a huge impact on today's belief systems around the world. A, a huge impact because the majority, eighty-five percent of the world is, is religious, and out of the eighty-five percent, seventy percent of them believe in this one God religion, whether it's uh, you know Christianity, whether it's Muslim, whether whatever it is, it typically there's one, and a lot of that stemmed from this ancient uh, teaching that came out of the land of Cam, by this particular bloodline, this particular family line of black people. Pretty interesting. Uh, so we're going to talk about the first pharaoh as well from the new dynasty next time. All uh, right, It's going to be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm going to try to see if this plays. This is the Black Knight Satellite. Um, premiere, it's about one minute. I'm going to see if this actually plays. For some reason, it was acting crazy last week. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go on my phone and see, see if it spins at the same time, if it actually plays for us, because I really want you guys to get a chance to see this preview. If not, you'll be able to watch it um, on the on the YouTube channel. It's up there right now. It's one of my videos that, that are already up there. OK, let me just see if this plays. I'm going to go ahead and play it now. Dealing with all of these objects that are hanging out over your sensitive military installations, nuclear facilities, and now you're seeing objects in orbit. Hmm. After enhancing a little bit more, I can see that there was almost two halves to this craft. This is something that is intelligently made. Yes, Somebody not playing good. Watch. We should at least know who it is and why. what the call the messengers? Yes, they keep watching us because they're thinking, mm. well no, playing it's no good. in the right direction. This is an actual NSA document, they are talking about communication through specific frequencies and then how we can communicate back with <laughs> the this black knight is somehow correlated with the oldest constellation i think there's a lot more to it an early reptilian race brought this satellite into orbit these so-called satellites are to observe the planets to listen the universe is full of these probes what i think is the most important thing to understand are we being watched who is watching us and where are they from i am billy carson And this is my investigation into the Black Knight Satellite. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys could have saw that or not. It looks like my phone was a little staggered again. I don't know why it's doing that. It should be smooth on this stream yard, but maybe I'll try it next time with a Zoom live. Anyway, uh, if you want to come to the event, you can scan this QR code. It'll take you to my workshops page. On my workshops page, you'll see the Black Knight Satellite. Movie premiere. You can come to the movie premiere and uh, meet me in person. I'll be speaking there. We'll show the movie. It will answer questions. Some of the people that are in the documentary will be there as well. And there'll be some celebrities there. We'll shake hands, take photos, walk the red carpet, and have a fantastic time. You can scan that QR code. And uh, I'd love to see you there June 5th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, let me get back to the live screen here. Anyway, Thanks for hanging out with me tonight, guys. I appreciate you. Um, that's been a quick hour. Thank you for the donations. Anybody's donations that came in tonight, any chat donations. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's a big topic to talk about when we're talking about these black pharaohs and these black kings and these black queens. There's so many more I want to talk about. Queen, Queen Nefertari and, 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 and there's just, just so many more I want to go into. But it's not just something you can talk about in, in just one hour. It's something that I would dig into. I could probably talk for 15, 20 hours on this. So I'm going to do some parts on this. I'm also going to create a highly produced show that's going to air on Forbidden Knowledge TV, high quality Discovery Channel level, Netflix level brought up, you know uh, production. And I'm going to start writing that now so that I can have it possibly out, maybe even by the end of the year. Okay. So we are got to go to a studio and we got to go do some on-site stuff. And it's got to be highly, highly done. I want it very nicely done. But I will keep coming back on YouTube and talking about these black kings and queens. But today I want to focus on that one family because I thought out of the majority of the families that are out there, this one particular grouping, this small group of people has such a huge impact on the planet versus the belief systems that are going on right now. And they claim that they were told to do this by Amin Ra. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting that uh, this happened and that it was able to literally go around, circumvent the entire planet and dominate the entire planet. So we'll come on again. I'll talk about this some more. But yes, there were black kings and black queens, black pharaohs running Egypt, running the world. That's in some point. I'm going to talk about how black people ended up spreading out around the planet. I'm going to go even further back than this one family. I'm going to go further back before them. I just want to start with them today. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, black people circumventing the planet, getting to other continents and meeting up with aboriginals and so forth and what why did they even go to australia and i'm going to talk about that too so it's a lot it's a lot of information that you just can't talk about in an hour thank you for all the donations these chat donations go to help underprivileged children as you guys know so i really i really appreciate your support thank you real brothers live um thank you dj quicko uh appreciate that much love And by the way, if you're ever watching any of my videos and you like what you see and you want to give a donation after a live, YouTube has now allowed me to add a thank you tip button to all the videos. So you can just add a tip, go into the system, and then that money will be dispersed to help with book bags or whatever else we got to do for these kids. All right. So that by, by that method, you can contribute. You can participate. Anyway, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Again, I'm forbidden knowledge. Don't forget. If you want to be inv- involved in buying shares of the company, all you have to do is go to that uh, QR code that I showed you earlier, or you can go to ForbiddenKnowledge.com, and I'll drop the link here in the chat before I get out of here. Don't forget, round two is going to be ending very soon, and we are going to be going to NASDAQ first quarter of the year. I've now been given approval, official permission to make the announcement. We're going to be on NASDAQ. Everyone who involved in, who's involved in owning shares of the company, congratulations because you made a fen, fen, phenomenal decision. I can only tell you this as a financial. I'm not a financial advisor. I must always say this. And any investment you make is always going to be a risk. There's no guarantee. OK. But um, congratulations to the people that invested in round one and round two, especially the round one people because they bought those shares for a dollar. Now they went to a dollar fifty uh, and uh, round two. I can just tell you that our valuation looks to be right now higher coming in. Excuse me, higher than what it is right now. So since it's coming in higher than what it is right now, most likely the share value is going up as well. So, hey, sometimes you just got to take take a leap of faith, and sometimes things just work out. So, congratulations. So I'm going to drop in Forbidden. Drop this in the chat very quick before I get out of here. that link is now in the chat. You can check it out. You can download the uh, offering statement. You can look at the financials. You can look at everything because it's all public knowledge. All of my expenses, everything we do here is all publicly available to everyone because it has to be when you're moving this way. All right. So look, I appreciate you guys. I love you again. Yes, there were black pharaohs, black kings, black queens and people ruling and dominating over Egypt in ancient times. I just showed you one family tonight. That one small bloodline of people that had a huge effect on the planet's way of thinking, seeing, feeling and religious beliefs on the planet today. They're still having a direct effect today on how people see God. Okay, and it all started there in the in the land of camp. All right, guys, I catch you all later. I got to hop on a live with 19 keys. So I'm going to go Instagram live with 19 keys on forbidden knowledge. Instagram account right now. I'll catch you over there. Peace.